0: idea for all this really came from a dream?
1: Yes, it did. Good evening and welcome to NoxMente. Tonight's guest is Ted Marr. Ted has, been a long, has had a long interest in psychic, UFO, and metaphysical phenomena. Schooled by his master, psychic foster mother Terry, he learned how to contact spirits from the other side at a young age. Now he regularly receives and sends messages to various angels and spirits in the fifth and higher dimensions. He has four degrees in five five different subjects including law, anthropology, urban planning, library science, and international economics. Ted has won awards for his research and writing and is a four-time international scholar to India and Australia's Murdoch University. Ted is the host of Alu's World Radio which which airs on Fridays from two to four P.M. Pacific on KKNW, eleven fifty A.M. out of Bellevue, Washington. Ted, welcome to the show.
2: Well, it's so kind of you to to invite me. Thank you so much, Jerry and Nish. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much.
3: Pleasure. Yes, all ours. This is a real treat, Ted. <laughs> I, I, one of your tools that I've used many times. I want you to know is the Hume.
0: <laughs> oh, the Hume.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it brings in the Galactics. They're always. Um, yeah, they're always around me. They, they've assigned. Um, between three and five spacecraft, which do protect me. And I do see them up in the sky. And I also have some Pleiadian ships now who've been with me since last November.
1: What's up with um, that King Plachacha guy?
2: The what? Sorry?
1: King Plachacha. Isn't he the Pleiadian king?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I think
1: so. Sounds like a Pleiadian name. <laughs> I, I, I think it's made up, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. No, there is a guy on YouTube who claimed to speak to Pleiadians, and he said that there was a King Plachacha in the inner Earth. Uh-huh. A Pleiadian guy.
0: Oh, really? Interesting. And I haven't met
1: well, I anyone there's... else who communicates with Pleiadians to, you know, to, to confirm that.
2: Yeah. Well, what I'll be doing, I'm, I'm going to Mount Shasta in two weeks, and Mount Shasta, um, it has a lot of Pleiadian ships around it in Northern California, and I was there actually early last month in July, and and the commander of of the ships came down to visit us at our campsite, and he came down to the fifth in the fifth dimension, and you could see his shimmering image uh, ar- around the campsite it was quite interesting we had a nice interesting conversation with him so he was curious about us because we were kept sending him lots of messages of love and light and then we asked him hey could you do could you move your spacecraft to the left and he did and then to the right and he did and then up and down and funny <laughs> he took off and um uh he he had been there for 6 years and he'll be there through the ascension process to make sure we they can't directly interfere but they can aid us with are, it's this is the planet of free will, so you have to ask for his help, but he's there, and um, they've been around me, you know, every night, every night since. So, um, it's still light here, it won't be getting dark for a couple of hours, but I'm sure I'll be seeing their craft again tonight. I always wave and say hi. I'll say hi to you too for too. They're
1: free to come into the show if they want, <laughs> okay.
2: always, always free. Time. Right.
0: Thank you, <laughs> thank you.
3: I, there was a speaking about this, I, there was a strange uh occurrence here, and I haven't talked about this on air actually Mm -hmm. uh about a month ago and i was in my bathroom and the sound happened and it it, i couldn't i didn't really know how to pinpoint it the the road around my house was being worked on so there was no traffic at all and Mm. it was um it almost sounded like a Powering down of a computer in a weird way, but it Mm -hmm. was big and kind of sonic in my ear Mm -hmm. So I decided to I decided maybe it was one of the Generators outside maybe they left a generator on or something and Uh with some talk I've had some crazy stuff going around my hat Well, my whole life around me, but lately Mm -hmm. There's just been a lot of extra stuff going on around me and so Uh I got on the phone with one of my friends and he asked me to go check it out outside. So I rounded out around the backside of my house. And as I do this, uh, there are people outside gathering, three of them, and they asked me if I was coming out to see the light. They didn't know it was me, that the house was mine. And I said, no, I was actually coming to see what I heard a sound and I was coming to investigate the sound. And uh, the, the woman, there was two guys and a woman, they're all separate people from separate households, said, yes, that's why I came out. These other guys had been outside. This was after dark. And they said, well, we, he asked me if I was going to photograph the light. And I said, well, what light? And he said a light came down over this house, my house, which is shrouded in its shroud. Uh, Completely like a forest around it. I have, it's got a big Mm -hmm. lot, almost an acre. Mm -hmm. Uh And uh, I said that there was a light over that house. And they said, yes, it came down and kind of stayed right on top of the house and then disappeared. And these guys were, these separate guys both saw it and the lady did not. And so I didn't say it was my house because I already get it. There's enough activity around me. And uh, I just questioned, I, I asked what it looked like. And they said by the time they had looked at it, it just kind of looked like a ball of light, but bigger than my house. <laughs> and
0: oh,
3: wow. sure. and, uh, and so I just wanted to put that out there that that was a very strange occurrence. And I didn't get a, a bad vibe from it at all, but it was in line with, stuff in the sky and Mm -hmm. so i didn't Mm -hmm. see it of course i only heard the weird
0: sound
2: it was benevolent it was Pleiadian and nothing to worry about they were having some um
0: they had some some
2: something that 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 was going wrong with the with the ship they got it fixed okay Um, normally you wouldn't hear anything like that it was completely benevolent and nothing to be concerned about but be just be happy you had the experience of of hearing it actually it's If you look up in the sky, you'll see all kinds of life out there. There's all kinds of activity out there all the time.
3: Oh, yeah. I've, yeah, I've been, it's been around me my entire life. I'm not exactly, (laughs) I'm an unusual type. Um, And so it's been around me. And I didn't, like I said, it did definitely didn't feel, it was definitely a friend or foe's friend. It was just strange, Ted. I had never heard anything quite like it. And then to go outside and people were congregating because of the strange light above my house
0: was that when the knife showed up
3: was that what
1: was that when the knife showed up it
3: showed up later that week Mm. yeah there's there's been a lot of strange activity here but anyway Mm -hmm. let's um i'm glad to know that thank you ted i had a feeling Mm. that it was something on that order for sure my inner self kind Mm. of uh so into this, into the woo and into the weird W Y R D. I think we started um,
1: with the woo this time.
3: Yeah. Let's 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 talk about you and let's get a foundation for where you started in life. So like the earliest stuff in this life that you can remember that sticks out for you now looking back.
0: Isn't that interesting? An interesting
2: question. Thank you so much for asking that. I, I go back to when I was eight years old, sleeping in a sleeping bag on my parents' farm on the west side of Olympia. And it was in the summertime. And I remember looking up in the middle of the sky uh, at night in their backyard, in this farm we had, and there was all these uh, spaceships running around the sky. And I knew that they were from not from this planet and they were running. I just kind of waved and I knew they were there. Um, that was my first experience when I was just eight years old, and I and and I knew there was a lot more than than what this existence had. Um, and then uh, then the, the next significant event was in uh, January 1978 when I was hit head on by a drunk driver um, at 110 miles an hour. Um, I was going 50 miles an hour; and he was going 60 or more. And my head hit the steering wheel. I was driving a Volkswagen Beetle, and those things are not very safe. The only thing in In the front of the car is a gas tank, the engine's in the back. So, But fortunately, I I lived through it, and I had a near-death experience where I was in a coma for six days. And I'll never forget, a few months later, I was recuperating at my parents' farm, and I walked back in their woods, beautiful woods. It was in April of um, 78, and the sunlight was coming through the trees in this rainy mist. We have a lot of rain up here. And i remembered how beautiful it was to be alive and i asked i had a discussion with the supreme Being, and i said god how come i wasn't killed and he said well you got a lot more work to do you're here for a purpose and um you know that it wasn't your time to go yet so i said okay and um it took a long time but um i realized um in 2012 i, I guess a lot of people had an awakening in 2012 the 12 12, 12 uh, yeah, the, what happened at the end of the Mayan calendar, that I had I had been here for two Mayan katoon cycles or approximately 52,000 years. And I had tried with the purpose of raising consciousness and helping uh, humanity ascend into, into the higher dimensions. And I'd actually been around Atlantis 12,500 years ago when a small military uh, governmental clique, not unlike the kind of cabal that we have today, I think a lot of those same spirits from Atlantis are here today reenacting their same kind of karmic drama, um, tried to blow up the world, um, tried to control the world in a way. And the Atlanteans, of course, blew up much of the planet. Uh, they blew up Lemuria and um, and destroyed much of the planet. So we had to start all over again. But I realized then my, my sole purpose. Um, and what happened then is that I was in a, a library in the Seattle area. And this homeless man comes up to me, he says, Ted, you need to have a, you need to start your own radio show and start writing books. And I looked around, I said, thank, I thanked him. And before I, I had a chance to ask him how he knew, knew my name, I turned around and he he's just disappeared, gone. So he was an angel. And then a couple of months later, a, another man came up to me in another library. I like libraries. And he, he had the same message that I needed to start my own radio show and start writing books. So. Um, I started my own radio show in 2013, and I I haven't looked back since. <laughs> There's lots of stories to tell, but that's kind of how I I got started. So,
3: excellent. Let's let's continue back with your early life a little bit, if we may. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, were you a child that enjoyed like as far as like let's get some nuts and bolts stuff. Like pop culture, stuff that like, did you enjoy sci-fi cartoons? It sounds like you had a relationship with nature, that kind of mundane stuff.
0: Um, I was um, reading physics books in ninth grade. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, I
2: also really enjoyed mathematics um, a a lot, really enjoyed it. Um, And I, I did well in mathematics, really well in mathematics up until uh, I started uh, using marijuana for one year in high school, and then my grades all fell apart. It's mm. just, I don't smoke pot now. That was that, just that. That's way.
1: why my grades sucked so
2: badly. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to everybody, I'm sure. Um, but I was interested, in and uh, I ended up going to school for for a long time. And then I realized that um, I realized that um, knowledge itself is limited, but spiritual knowledge from the supreme being and and how this planet works is limitless and that's what really attracted me what really changed my life was back in november of 1994 when my foster mother uh, gave me a reading and when i walked into her place into her living room she told me everything that was on my mind and answered all my questions before i had even a chance to open my mouth what kind of reading was it it was just a general reading about my life, what I should do with it, and kind of like a career and personal direction kind of reading.
3: So it was and, like a psychic reading? Did she use psychic, cards?
2: Yeah, psychic reading. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she started teaching me how to contact the other side. And then when my dad passed away in March of 99, um, he came to my foster mother, Terry, and asked her if she would be a channel for him and teach me about talking to the other side. And she said she would. So. Uh, since, um, since then I've been given life reviews, um, every day, multiple life reviews every day since at least, uh, 1999. And during that time I've been able to, to experience, um, I'm very careful on, 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 I always remember that, you know, the things I say and, and how I interact with people because it does have an effect. And, uh, normally you don't get life reviews until you pass over. But I've been very fortunate in having these life reviews from the spirit world since that time, and as a result of those life reviews, I've, I've um, um, uh, advanced um, approximately uh, somewhere somewhere above five about five hundred uh, spiritual um, years uh, life years. That's each spiritual um, uh, uh, life is worth about eighty years earth earth years on this planet. So if I've advanced. Uh, about 500 life, uh, life years. It's about close to 4,000 years. That would have taken me normal human evolution on this planet. So, um, this is now my uh, last lifetime on planet earth. And so, um, I'm trying to do everything I can to help with the Ascension process. Cause I know I won't be coming, coming back here. I'll be going back to my, my home
0: civilization, which is the Pleiades. Yes.
3: That, and, and that's, you've, um, fascinated me with that and, listening to so much of your stuff over the last several years. Um, I'm wondering about your, so I'm still, I'm still back in the early days. So I like to move forward from there a little bit, even though I'm not a linear person. Uh, mm-hmm. So when you were young, did you have, were you dreaming a lot of, was any of this coming through in your dream life as a young person?
0: A lot of
2: it was coming through in my heart, what I call my heart mind, intuitive mind. Um, there's, there's People have two different minds in this dimension. They have their logical mind mm-hmm. in the third dimension, but they also have their heart mind in the fifth dimension. And the heart mind is something like 2,000 times stronger than a, a logical mind. And so if you trust your heart mind and always try to develop your intuition, you'll never make a mistake. Um, or less, much less likely to make a mistake on decision making.
1: So you connect to that through your um uh, would be your solar plexus chakra?
2: Solar plexus, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Th- that would
1: make sense when you have like quote unquote gut
0: feelings, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. So it came from your higher uh, self, I, your higher mind.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm writing a I'm writing a book now for a
2: German publisher in Munich um on how to contact angels and, and the other side and how to use your heart and mind to make decisions. So um, I've got a deadline of um a couple of weeks. So
0: Oh my <laughs> I'll
2: get it done. I'll get it done. I'll get it done. But I, she's been waiting patiently for it now. So just do a chapter a day.
1: It. Chapter a day. That's that's your mantra. A chapter a day. That's how I okay, got through
2: my books.
0: Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah, really. Okay. Thank you. I'll remember that. Yeah, I'll remember that. Thank you. Oh I have okay. to tell you, Jerry. Uh, pardon me, uh, Jerry. I can
2: see I can see you in the video here, and it's like we're we're in your studio in your home right there in this dark area. It's really pretty neat. Oh, so, uh, yeah, it's anyway. my kitchen
1: actually.
0: <laughs> nice, nice. <Thank> <laughs> That's great. See? That's great.
3: So you were you were talking about the heart mind in relation to your dreaming life early on, and the imagery and the stuff that was coming through through that right. space
0: uh huh uh huh
3: so was it was it dream was it so were you, were you never a, a dreaming like a in a standard form what do you dream
2: oh uh, yeah i i dream all the time but um i'll I'll give you a, a couple of examples of dreaming um this was about um what year this is 19 about 10 years ago um my dad came visited me and we all went to a family reunion on the spirit side and it was like held in this old hotel from the 19th century with big palm fronds and palm trees in chicago of all places and the floors were full of my relatives and it was so much fun i remember that dream very vividly um, a lot of things just stick in my mind um uh, at another point back in um 1997 i was um I used to be an attorney at one time, and I was doing a lot of pro bono, free legal help in filing Endangered Species Act petitions to save salmon runs out here because they were being affected by lots of pollution. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget the crow that visited me one night because I was wondering whether I was doing the right thing. And I remember him talking to me. I mean, his his beak was moving, Nish and Jerry, and it was, um, but it was, I could, I could, I could understand everything he was saying because we were communicating telepathically, and he said he'd been sent by Gaia um, to tell me to continue my work, which I did, and I was able to save several several take several salmon runs out here that would have been probably wiped out by extinction otherwise. So I pay attention to uh, to to those kinds of messages. Um, often um, the spirits now will send little messages to me through. Have you heard of, of pennies from heaven? Yes. That's that's a, that's really kind of an interesting phenomenon where let's say you park your car, you go into a store, you buy something, you come back and there's a penny heads up right in front of your driver's door. That's (laughs) called heaven. I don't know how they do it, but they materialize a penny in front of you to let you know that, that, that they're there. So I've had
1: apporting, it's called apporting. Yeah. Apporting. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah, or you know, I've this is other, a holographic
1: reality, so they just render it,
2: right? Sure, <laughs> sure.
0: Yeah. yeah, I've had in
2: other instances where I've been traveling and a butterfly lands on my shoulder or arm or hand, and it stays there for like ten minutes.
3: Yes, I, I get that a lot.
2: Really? Oh, yeah. that's that's so beautiful. That's that's a spirit coming to visit you because butterflies um and small birds are very high vibration it's easy for a spirit to go into a butterfly or a small bird um years ago i had a friend whose grandmother would often visit her her grandmother had passed away some years before and it always appeared as a small bird on her kitchen window who would stand there and sit there and chirp a lot
3: i i Um, love that there's i've always heavily connected with the i mean all of all of this that's in this particular dimension I feel that's in the natural world I feel I've always been very connected to but some things Uh just feel like they get right into my space so I'll be out in the garden and hummingbirds just come right up within like two inches of my face Mm -hmm. or and Mm -hmm. they come right I don't do I don't put up feeders because I think that that's not a good thing but I have a yard full of of flowers all year round. And you know how it is out here where you, some things just bloom year round here. And, sure. uh, but they come to my window every morning, some hummingbirds and it's like they check in on me. Huh? <laughs> that happened to me last oh, week. That's like
1: beautiful. four times. Nice.
3: Yeah. Right I to, just, right I always window. take that as a literal, like, hello. You know, it's a, a it's an yeah. acknowledgement for sure. And. Uh, It's, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Did, so in, do you, so I re-listened to a bunch of your stuff today that I had listened to just as it came out or as your show was airing. And I, I'm wondering about how you process the idea of lucidity in this dimension and in specific in dreams. So, because mm-hmm. I, I understand, you know, you talk about 12 dimensions, right?
0: Right. Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, so I'm wondering how that translates. Say for, for a layman out there that's not familiar with, some, with you or some of the stuff that you've brought forth. Uh-huh. And um, just come in here to tune in on this stuff via the dream filter. And so how does... How does this information filter through in this particular dimension as a person's dreaming? How do you see that happening? So lucidity, OB, that stuff.
0: Okay, I can I can
2: tell you quite a bit about that. Um let me for those for those listening today, thank you so much listening. And I hope I hope this will be helpful to understand that there are actually 12 different dimensions, I'm told, by my spirit friends. And we exist here in the third. We're getting ready to shift in. Parts of the planet now are already in the fourth. And they're getting ready to shift into the fifth. And by the end of next year, um, there will be parts of the planet which will be in the fifth dimension. Um, As you go up the ladder toward the 12th dimension where the the supreme being or um, God, if you will, uh, resides, um, you become less ego-based and more light-centered. So by the time you get up, the 11th dimension you're just almost like pure light um for spirits to come down from the especially from the fifth dimension down to this third it takes a lot of energy for them and if you've ever talked to a spirit from if you're in the third and you talk try to talk to spirits from the fifth they always they always talk very rapidly very very quickly so it's hard to um you have to i have to keep asking them to slow down <laughs> because third dimension is a little bit like trying to trying to um run a mile in a in a in a in a in a mud patty because it's it's very it's very dense it's very very dense um but if you talk about lucidity um in the when you sleep at night and you, and you go into the dream state you're actually going into the fifth dimension to um, and you can talk to spirits there. You can travel anywhere you like. Um, I myself spent a lot of time during the week going to the Library of Alexandria in the Aegean Sea uh, beneath Greece. Uh, the Library of Alexandria still, still exists, exists in the fifth fifth dimension. It's still there. Um, and they have uh, lots of, it's the, the kind of, the kinds of things they use to access history, for example. They'll have books, but it'll be like what Corey, Good has talked about in the secret space program where they'll they'll have like a tablet, and you actually can look at the historical event, like uh, Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg address, for example, in real time. You can see it in real time as it as it happened back then. Um, the um, the other thing that's happening right now is what's called the Schumann Residence is really rising here on the planet. For tens for thousands of years, the Schumann resonance vibration of planet Earth was 7.8 hertz. Then in September 2016, it almost doubled to 13.8 hertz. Since that time, parts of the planet have exceeded 1,000 hertz. And by the end of next year, the hertz level of some parts of the planet will exceed 50,000 hertz. And what that means, the planet itself will shift into the fifth dimension. As our vibrations on the surface go higher and higher, it makes it much easier for spirits from the other side who reside in the fifth dimensions and higher to come talk to us in a lucid way. It also makes it much easier for people from, from Telos and the hollow earth to visit us here up on the, up on the planet, because they themselves live in the fifth dimension. Now people may ask, well, what's the fifth dimension like? The fifth dimension like is, is a place, I'll, I'll give you an example. I've been to Telos many times and Telos, when you go into Telos, everyone communicates telepathically, language is secondary. That's the first thing. The second thing is that um, because you're you're in a much higher vibrational state, vibrations are faster and they're higher, Uh, the colors appear far more vibrant and more intense. The color red is more red. The color yellow is more yellow. The color green is more green. Um, They have their own artificial sun in uh, in Telos, in the hollow earth, and you don't have a shadow. Uh, There's no shadow at all. It takes some time to get used to it. And unlike our sun, it's more golden, it's more golden light. It's all artificial. But as the vibrations, getting back to lucidity, you asked before, Nish, as as the vibrations go higher and higher on the surface, it makes it much easier for the people of Telos and Adama, who's the high priest of, of Telos, to communicate with you from very high vibrational state. You get completely lucid. Um, when I'll be at Mount in two weeks. I'm taking a group there if you if you'd like to come just uh send me an email to out of this world 1150 at gmail.com but when we're there we go to several portals where the televisions and the people of the hollow earth come up to visit us it's possible to go in physically from the third dimension but the most easiest way to go in is is through the astral 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 plane and um uh it's gotten as the vibrations of the planet keep rising it's gotten easier and easier and easier to contact them. Um, now, frankly, I don't need to go to Shasta anymore to gain entrance to Telos and the Hollow Earth. I can go there in through my, um, through my my own um, my own uh, mind. Oh, that's the Schumann residence. Thank you. You're welcome. Sorry. You so much, my friend. That's the Schumann residence, and um, it's been rising rapidly. Um, the Russians are real good at uh, at uh, at um, uh, 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 tracking it. Um, but it's funny, you know, on the, on the web, uh, you'll find a good site for tracking the human residents one day and next day you'll find it. And the link's gone or the, the site's gone, but you know, the negative forces can try to stop it, but they're not going to stop the evolution of this planet. We're well on our way now to go into the, into the fifth dimension. And, um, anyway, it's an exciting time, my friends, really an exciting time.
3: So when you mention uh, the Library of Alexandria still accessible in five, is that what some people call that the Akashic Record?
2: No, the Akashic Records are in the Van Ellen Belt around the planet. And from what I understand, there there's a certain uh, there's, um, uh, entities there which guard the
0: Akashic records. Um, I've been there before. Hold on, let me get a visual it's um it's
2: it's like going into an old library where you have where all of your records from all of your lives are there and um there's these huge stacks where everything is cataloged and if you want to find out why you're here what your past has been and what for example what kind of soul contract you made before coming onto this planet or um, what kind of agreements or what things you're supposed to learn here on the, in the earth plane, you simply ask one of the, one of the masters, one of the gatekeepers there and they'll go up and find your records and bring it down. It's like looking in, I can see a, a man in white robes with a long beard and uh, they'll they'll help you uh, find your Akashic records, but they're, they're in the Van Allen belt in a, in a higher dimension, but they're there for everybody on this planet.
3: Okay. Excellent. I just wanted to get clarity on that for a, For some people, I think this is a, this content is new for a lot of people, Ted. So if I Uh get down to layman level, that's, you know, it's, it's for that reason so that people can understand where you're coming from.
0: Oh, Uh, sure. Sure.
3: So back into, into dreaming, how do you, how does one know? So say I'm having a dream. It's lucid. And how? And I have this uh, intense contact from something that's other than myself, and I know that it's not my personal information. It's not an aspect of my personality. It's pushing back, and it's bringing me information. It, and this, of course, can take on many forms. It can be, uh, it can, it can take on a scary form, or it can take on, you know, something really high and beautiful, mm-hmm. and a beautiful information download. How do you see that information coming through? What is happening in those experiences that people so often talk about through dreaming
2: well you're you're accessing the fifth and higher dimensions also, what happens when people i'll give you an example when people pass on to the other side you're you're accessing universal knowledge, and so you can ask questions about anything you want, and you'll get the answers too um and that's one of the things that people get in a lucid dream where they have access to universal knowledge. If you go into that area, it's 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 like um total bliss. It's like when I go into Telos, I don't want to come back. But I do. I'm supposed to be here. I know I I signed up with 3D, so um, I'm here until they tell me I can I can leave. So um anyway, um, but that's that's the kind of lucidity that you get. And the bliss that you get from being in the higher dimensions is better than anything else I've ever experienced on this
0: planet.
3: So, Uh, go, Jerry.
1: Don't you feel, well, this is probably not a good question, but don't you feel in some way like you're being used? (laughs) Not not at all. I signed up for this. Do you remember signing up for it?
2: Um, kind of, yeah, I did. Actually, I, I, um, before the, well, it's a long story. I, I've been told I came from the 11th dimension mm-hmm. and came down to, um, Syria and who was it? Arcturus actually. And then from Arcturus, I came down to the Pleiades to learn how to be a human. And then when I came here 52,000 years ago, I was warned that I would have complete amnesia and I could spend mm-hmm. many I could spend many lifetimes just remembering why I'm here. I mean, um, of all the planets in the universe, guess which which planet is the hardest one to affect any positive change? This one. And when I say planet, not so much Mother Earth, because she's already started to her ascension process. She's quite wise and loves us dearly and hopes that we will join her, but rather humanity itself. And um, from the story that I got is that humanity as a whole had evolved up to the 11th dimension next to God. And then somebody had the bright idea to come down to the third dimension and start all over again and this climb, climb up to the higher dimension. So we, we'd all go back kind of like graduate school and relearn everything again. And um, so I took uh, it took me a long time just to get to this point where I remembered my soul purpose. Once I, I remembered my soul purpose, then the rest is easy. It's kind of like, you know, if you're trying to find a friend's house or where your destination is, and you give a map, they give you a map direction. The rest is easy. Um, but um, like Lutz who said, you know, the hardest part of a thousand-mile journey is always the first one. And um, but um, but these are good questions. I'm so happy you're asking me these uh, things. Today. I, I have
1: time. billions of questions to ask you, but they're so irrelevant to the show. So I'm shut. You know, I'm trying to sneak one in when I can.
0: Okay. <laughs> so, and we,
3: we as so I just chatted to you guys you we need you on our other show the obelisk where we can just where it's just it's it will be amazing um
0: i would love to come on thank you
3: oh it it will be absolutely amazing and we just freeform and get into all that
2: but mm-hmm. anyway
3: so because this one's definitely more about dreams mm-hmm. so in so back in this in the dream context where so as you were talking earlier the information is coming from 5b mostly when people are having when how do you see the dream experience laid out within the dimensional experience
2: well first off um it's it's useful to think about the different um the different states of consciousness we're um there's alpha beta theta we're in alpha right now um this awake state beta is kind of like in between the dream state between your waking and sleeping and then there's theta which is deep sleep most of the time for me i always remember my dreams from early in the morning being in the beta state and um if you really want to you know um it's really useful sometimes to just to get a, a notebook and when you first wake up in the morning just to write down your dreams as you're waking up in the in the beta state because usually unless it's a very profound dream you'll probably tend to forget about Later, even though they may contain messages um but that's how um and and you have to remember too that the dreams are always contain messages um and they're one way that your guardian angels and spirits come talk to you uh is through the is through the, the beta state because in the beta state when you're dreaming um it's 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 a time when you don't have any barriers put up I mean let's say for example your beloved grandmother passed away last year and she really she's alive on the other side in a higher dimension she really wants to talk to you the easiest thing for her to do is to come see you in the dream state at night because your defenses are down you're already open to that kind of um that kind of uh, communication and uh so it's it uh, it makes a lot of sense for you to 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 talk to them in, in the beta state while you're dreaming so these are good questions I Appreciate you asking
0: me these things. It,
3: you know, I'm very interested in this. Thank you, kindly, uh-huh. also. I'm very interested in this idea of, you mentioned the angels a lot, and I can't help but think about the angelic orders as we have heard about them traditionally. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, as I'm holding a piece of angelite, it's actually one of my favorite stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. is. How do you see the angelic order? So, the seraphim, the cherubim, the principalities, all of them, and their roles in in our lives as we definitely mostly are, most people experience them through the dream
2: states. I appreciate that question. It's, um, I, I, I'm sure you've heard of this book called The Arantia Book. It was written by the early 50s. Yeah, the book itself is like 2000 odd pages long and it has a description of all these angelic and spiritual realms. Um, you know, it's funny. I I bought a copy of the book years ago and I started reading it, but it was so um interesting and also very very condensed. It's a little bit like trying to trying to quickly eat down a large piece of cheesecake, really good rich cheesecake. You could maybe have a couple of bites and then you have to digest it. Um that that book is an excellent book if people want to learn about the different spiritual hierarchies um as far as the, everybody has uh, at least one guide with and um they often will have various archangels uh, with with them as well our ascendant masters and um they they can really help you guide you as far as um, um, as far as like life career and, and and decisions that that you make one of the best things you can do is to keep a journal, and and you can use it for dreams. That you wake up first thing in the morning and take notes regarding you know what you dreamed and what the, the meaning of it is. Um, and also too, you can you can um, what what I do when I teach people how to contact the other side is that you first take some protect protections precautions. You first cover yourself in a white light for protection, and then you put a series of mirrors around you facing outward to deflect any negativity. And then you ask God and the angels to put that into effect for the next 24 hours. And then what I do, I contact my friends in the Galactic Alliance. The Galactic Alliance are a benevolent um, group of of, uh, extraterrestrial civilizations. They have 450 million planets um, with approximately 7 trillion entities. They're mostly human, not all, but mostly human, all benevolent, care about us deeply. And it's a very simple way to contact them you say um it you say that it's a meditation technique it's like the om in India, um but it's called the hue and it's the h u in human so when you say the hue and I'll demonstrate it for you briefly now, you go like this
0: hue.
2: they will come in and help you and also guide you as far as like uh uh for any spiritual or uh, uh questions you, you you may have um on average, the galactics are um between 50 and 100,000 years ahead of us technologically, and they're also between 30 and 50,000 years ahead of us spiritually. They care about us deeply. Um, They also respect free will, because this is a planet of free will. They will never arbitrarily impose their will upon you or anyone, any civilization on this planet. You have to ask for help. So before I, like, recommend people contacting the other side. I always ask them, recommend they do a spiritual protection with the white light and a series of mirrors, and then do the hue to ask the Galactics for help. And then um, I would visualize, let's say your grandmother passed away a couple of years ago, or if you're close to your dad or mom, uh, visualize them and ask them to come in and ask them if they would like to help you with some. Maybe get the answers to various things. Maybe you're interested in your life purpose or what if there's something you should be aware of happening now or in the future. And when they answer you, um, you have to remember the thoughts are things in the fifth dimension. So um, and it's the first thought you get from them, the first answer you get is is always correct. Not the second thought or the third thought. Don't try to second guess yourself, but it's always the first thought that that comes in and you write that down. Um, it took me a long time to get to the point where I could um, um, get these messages. And then um, um, some, and when I first started, I didn't know who the messages were coming from, and I wasn't confident about um, whether I was getting them right. But you'd be surprised um, how accurate you can be if you just try it and practice. Um, I teach people how to do that that all the time. But that's that's how you talk to the other side. And also, it's getting much easier now to talk to the other side the vibrations of the planet are going higher and higher and as the vibrations go higher and higher it's going to be much much easier to to talk to uh, spirits on the other side in the higher dimensions
3: uh this is this brings up some interesting stuff as far as how do how do you see so there is this uh ascension happening and i think ev- i think everyone at this point knows something is going on and and i don't you know their perception is their perception and right. however that's working mm-hmm. however when we look around at the the craziness that's going on it just seems to be havoc and mayhem and all this just unbelievable stuff right that's going on what do you What's your take on that? And 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 what's, you know, with all this, uh, I'd say, I don't want to say negative, but it just seems like it's all tumultuous.
2: Well, you have to get, take a look at the broader picture. Um, there are two different um, main groups in this part of the Milky Way galaxy. Um, the, the first group, I'll talk about the benevolence, the positive ones first, are service to others based upon love and caring and uh, relationships, harmonious relationships, they're called the Galactic Alliance. They're mostly human. The other side of the coin are the negatives who I call the reptilians. And they're based upon negative, negatively, negative, negative uh, energy, fear and war and, um, and uh, tyranny. And um, um, the earth itself, as the Dalai Lama noted back many years ago, has been an experiment in, in evil. It's, an, it's a place where evil was negative, negative entities and negative thoughts, negative civilizations, and negative people were allowed to be here to see if it it, it would help humanity cho- make good choices on choosing the better path, a positive path, of service to others rather than service to self, of being positive and loving rather than negative and warlike but the experiment itself has not worked out very well and as the dalai lama said many years ago this experiment in evil is ending here on the planet um and sure it looks like a you know helter skelter tumultuous time where all these things are going on and it's hard to discern you know what what, whether we're making any progress but believe me we are and i'll give you an example of this from 1986 to 1989 um Uh, Dolores Cannon published a series of books called Conversations with Nostradamus. And she and about a dozen other psychics uh, did a group meditation and over a period of of several years contacted Nostradamus back in the 15th, 15th, 16th century. And uh, Nostradamus said that um, his quatrains were being misinterpreted during the last century. So he was happy to give her these predictions, what he saw back from his perspective back in, in, in France in the 15th and 16th century. And at that point, uh, before things changed, we were headed on a path to World War III. He said by the year t- 20, um, 2005, many American cities would have been in smoldering ruins from the nuclear war. Well, the, the year now is 2019, and we're still alive. There's been no nuclear war in the United States. Sure, we have, we have challenges. I'm not saying we don't, but because the mass of humanity has made the right choices. Those timelines have changed completely, and now we will have no, no nuclear war and no Armageddon. And I'll give you an example of that. Back in the uh, in in uh, February, March of 2015, when I was first contacted by Albert Einstein to write my book *Messages from the Masters*, um, the, the, Albert Einstein came through. President Kennedy came through. Nostradamus came through and uh nostradamus is very interesting when i've contacted nostradamus the year is um the date is december 1540 he's sitting in a study in his in his office area it's late at night it's a smoke filled room because he's got a fireplace going in the back it's been cold in france then and he's got this big oak desk in front of him and he's wearing this this floppy red hat burgundy hat with a floppy dark burgundy cape and when i first met him back or spoke to him about uh four years a little more four, four years ago now he was i saw him ripping up all these quatrains he'd written about nuclear war armageddon here in the wet in in on the planet in the united states and other countries and he looked at me after ripping up these quatrains because i didn't know what he was doing and he pulled out a blank parchment paper with a long quill pen he dipped it in ink and he looked at me and he said what kind of world What kind of planet are you and your friends going to create there in the in the uh in the 21st century and i said well we'd love to create a planet of of peace and harmony and and where there's no more war anymore where we can spiritually evolve live in a true, true paradise he looked at me and he said well you better get busy so since that time i know many light workers have been busy i've been busy and so now what happened a year later when i contacted him again he had written quatrains, new quatrains for this, for this time, but instead of being negative about war and destruction and conflict, it was a time of peace where people finally um, have got it right and are living in harmony with, with each other. Um, uh, one of the things um, he told me, he said there would be no World War III and no, um, no conflict with North Korea. Uh, one of the things that President Kennedy told me uh, back about a little more than a year and a half ago, he said he was working on a peace agreement um, between the United States and North Korea, not to tell anybody, but it was just for my, For, for he, he wanted to let me know that he was working on it. And actually, he'd been working for peace ever since the cabal um, and LBJ murdered him back in, uh, 19, on November 22nd, 1963. And, and he said, uh, what are they going to do, kill me? He laughed at that. Um, but he's been our president ever since, and he's still our president of peace on the other side. He tells me he's working on peace agreements now between the United States and other countries, and we're not going to have a nuclear war of any kind of Armageddon. So sure, it looks like a lot of turmoil, but you have to remember that negative news news sources um, often feed off negativity. So they want to make things look worse than they really are. There are so many good things happening out there that people forget and sometimes they lose track of the main they lose track of the ball they lose track of uh, our, our main trend the trend is up we are advancing we are spiritually advancing at a rapid rate and it's because of you jerry and nish and everyone listening on this program we're all working hard to make this planet a better place and you can do it in lots of different ways if you see a homeless man or woman on the street Give them a couple of bucks bucks, or just give them, if you don't have any money, give them some kind words of, 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 uh, of help to help them out. Little things count more in the spirit world than really big things as far as um, the, the spirits are concerned. So it's sure, the planet may look like a mess, but things on the whole are, are moving um, at a very rapid late, uh, rate to a much better and a much happier planet.
3: I am a, I have been for a long time, a big believer in kindness Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's until you participate in it, you just Mm -hmm. don't understand the return. Right. Right. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard. I I understand why people get caught up in vendetta and all that. I mean, I don't necessarily understand it because it's never been my way, but I, I can see those trajectories. I see how right. damage can create more damage. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Ted. Kindness is, is such a vehicle. It's a powerful vehicle. And it also is something that comes back to that idea of you squeeze a lemon, you get lemon juice. <laughs>
2: right. That's true. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, did, you, did you ever hear of Professor Albert Einstein's bomb of Love? That the letter that he wrote to his daughter Listerl in 1955?
3: You know, I don't know, but I'm I may have. I'm not sure.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, I'll share it with you, my friends. And um uh, actually I I can pull it up on my computer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm afraid to lose you guys again because we had a lot of trouble beginning the thing. I'm not going to do that now, but yeah, yeah the,
1: Jerry can it, do it. it will be fine. It'll be fine.
2: Okay. Okay. Um the uh, the bomb of love he said he he, he had to do it all, all over again. He he felt like he was a pawn used um to create help create a, a this atomic bomb. And if he had to do it over again, he would have created a bomb of love rather than a bomb of destruction. Yes. Yeah. And he also said that love was the most important and powerful force in the universe. And if people recognized that, we could create a much better and and happier world. Um Uh, He's an amazing man. He's still doing all kinds of scientific research on the other side. And what's fun for him is that um, he has access to to some of the greatest minds uh, in the universe there. Um, um, Dr. uh, Masuramoto, for example, who passed away in October 14, he's working with Pleiadian scientists now about cleaning up our water here on the planet. And I've talked to Nikolai Tesla, too. He's very much... Uh, interested in free energy, and you'll be seeing a lot of his inventions coming out now during the next um, couple of years. It's, it's an amazing time to be alive, my friends. Um, it's it's a time where we've all waited a long time. You know, the most um, the most exciting um, planet to be on in this entire universe right now is guess which one? It's Earth and everything here. It's also the hardest planet to affect any any positive change. But I want you to want you to know. Want everyone know listening today that we all have uh, help coming from the other side um, in in this uh, spiritual ascension, and all eyes are on us, and they're all eyes are on Earth
0: right now as I speak.
3: Do you think it's possible that that? So I, for me, I feel that the planet ha, is a conscious being. I agree, and, uh, and that there's a connectedness there. And there's, you know, there's all this talk that sh- the planet is dreaming.
0: Um, the planet's Yeah, that's an
2: interesting statement because I think the planet itself is shifting rapidly into the fifth dimension. That's where Mother Earth is is going. I have to tell you something, uh, too. You may wonder, well, what happens to negative entities? You know, what happens to people or entities Um who refuse to go along with the program. And I'll give you an example, George Bush Senior. Um, he's passed on, but he's not coming back to this planet. Instead, he and other negative entities uh, who need some more time to evolve are going to uh, a, a Earth's sister planet on the other side of the solar system, um, where they will be for at least one Mayan cartoon cycle of 25,800 years. Um, and I wish them well uh energy they're not they're never uh negative entities are never destroyed they're simply uh given a chance to evolve and that's where they're going to evolve i wish them well um but mother earth is really tired of dealing with them so she said uh, enough of this i'm gonna send work the supreme being and send them off to another planet um like earth where they can evolve and um it'll be it's theoretically possible them to evolve before the twenty five thousand eight hundred year cycle is up um but that's generally what where they'll be for, for one for
0: the next Mayan cartoon cycle
3: is it is, so here I'd like to step in and i'm I'm curious about how your abilities developed uh, how did it help how did it happen so you gave us a little bit a little hint when you were young mm-hmm. uh, how did you I mean you found your way through law and all of that and you know it's just that whole system alone I I was married to an attorney for years it, he mm-hmm. was not one when we met uh, mm-hmm. but I watched what it did to him right
0: right, right. <laughs> and
3: right. Uh, it, you know it just it changed him and and so how did your abilities how did you become Where did your psi abilities come from? Like, is there an access? Is everyone? Do we all have access to this, Ted? Or how does this give us an idea? Is there a pathway for everyone to get to where you are?
2: Absolutely, absolutely, and everyone has the ability to develop their own psychic powers. Um, I'm working on a book right now for a publisher in Germany on that on that very topic. But uh, everybody's got the innate qualities. One thing you have to remember, though. And, um, and 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 if, if for people listening now, uh, I'll need I uh, re- would urge you to get a piece of paper and a pen because there's something important I want to tell you. Uh, for those who live in a city where the water is fluoridated, uh, fluoridation is uh, can cause a lot of health problems, including it can shut down your pineal gland. Now your pineal gland is a source for intuition. It's basically your third eye, left, located right in the middle of your forehead, and if you drink fluoridated water eventually your pineal gland will turn to stone. And uh, the history of fluoridation in the United States, is a very interesting one. It was recommended by Nazi scientists that President Harry S. Truman brought to the United States after World War II. Um, uh, Fluoridated water was first used by um, uh, Adolf Hitler in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany to create docile, um, obedient, uh, and subservient workers um, for the Nazi state. And when Truman imported like eight to 10,000 Nazis, he actually admired Adolf Hitler and admired the Nazis. And uh, when the Nazis suggested that we also fluoridate our water in the United States, Truman loved it. Because then you could create a whole bunch of Americans who never would question government about anything. Of course, that's, that's antithetical and against our democratic values. But never mind. They still fluoridated our water under the, under the great lie of, of protecting our teeth fluoridation um uh i can't remember where it comes from but it's it's a waste product um and uh it's, it's co- coal ash yeah coal ash that's right that's right so if you if you do live in a fluoridated um city a city with fluoridated water and you want to develop your intuition Um, one of the first things you should do is go out and buy a bottle of what's called um, Arctic Skate Liver Oil. That's Arctic, as in Arctic, A-R-T-I-C, Skate, S-K-A-T-E. Sometimes it's listed as fermented skate liver oil made by green pastures. Uh, A bottle of it, 120 capsules, cost about 30 bucks. It'll last you, just take one capsule per day. Within two weeks, all the fluoridation in your pineal gland and throughout your body will be completely gone. And after that, if you live in a fluoridated area, it's very important for you to drink only filtered water that takes out the fluoridation and also a a water filter for your um, bathtub too. Yeah.
1: Only so, reverse osmosis will get out the fluoride the fluoride.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. Sure. For, for, yeah. For we're,
1: we're all on top of the fluoridation and everything.
2: Yeah, yeah. But I, I see a point in the not too distant future where we where the United States will stop fluoridating this water because too many people will wake up and realize it's just a poison anyway. It's it's stupid. It's it's not something that's needed, so
0: it's terrible. We need the dentist a to weapon. wake up first, <laughs> yeah. yeah, But the,
3: the Arctic skate oil is a a good pearl of wisdom for people to get to start flushing, and uh, on, you know, if you're not filtering your water, I, right. I've been filtering my water forever with a Berkey, with the fluoridated one, and uh, you know, you can.
0: Taste- oh, Berkey's a good, uh, excellent. Excellent. Yes. Yeah. I love, really I excellent. love
3: Berkey so much. It's, it, I, and then I have Shungite in it also and oh, then I excellent. transfer that water into a Shungite jug. And then that's from there. I drink of this whole whole process with the rose quartz and everything. Uh, but the, the skate oil is very important. And that's a big thrill of wisdom for people really trying to flush this out. So. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that, because we're always looking for little things people can do. You know, not everyone can afford a bird.
0: Right,
2: right, right. That's true. Um, what you can do too is what Dr. Emoto did with his own water experiments is that he he took a bottle of water uh, full of radio uh, radiation from a nuclear power plant back in 1999, and he he wrote the words "love" and "gratitude" on the bottle. And then he put some of these water crystal pictures on the bottle itself from Love and Gratitude that he'd taken at his his, uh, office in Tokyo, Japan. And um, after he did that, within 48 hours, all the radiation was gone out of the water. It was just amazing. And um, in theory, you could do that too with your own fluoridated water is to write Love and Gratitude on the, the water that you drink to get rid of fluoridation and also to raise the vibrations i mean there's different ways you can do this um you could also uh, uh uh theoretically put these love and gratitude water crystals on the um on a water on a glass of water or on a bottle of water there's a company called you can you can get these um these crystal uh crystal uh pictures from the emoto office or the emoto peace project their website is uh, www.emotoemotopeaceproject.net or if you need more advice about it, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. I have friends in London who have um, four water containers. Now, London water is not very good. It's fluorinated and fluorinated and you name it. But um, they have like a system where they filter their water and then they put it, run it through Shungite and, and rose quartz crystal. And at the end of the day, when they drink their water, it's so good. It's, you can tell the vibrations are very high um my dear friends bradley and Jem in london but uh there's ways to, to treat your water so you can have good clean water even if you live in a big city with with fluoridated water
3: yeah the shungite once i started doing adding shungite i have it now everywhere so when i go camping mm-hmm. it's in my camping stuff uh-huh. it's amazing the taste right. that comes off of shungite water uh, it right. really just tastes delicious i don't know if it's the fullerins in it uh, yeah, yeah. It 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 cha- It really does change it. And I'm a believer in programming crystalline matter anyway. A, a thought mm. thoughts. Period. You know, if I'm before I eat, I'm one of those people thankful for the food, and I, I thank it. Oh yeah. And um, I'm also projecting. I project into what I put into my body, right. and health, and and you know this. It, reactivating my DNA code and longevity code, mm-hmm. the stuff that has been turned down in the human bits of our DNA mm-hmm. that have, have shortened our lives, that have uh, that are controlling the conscious experience we're having here via our psychic perceptions. And so just these spots as you were talking about earlier in 5D that have action, they do here as well it's just on a we can't see that we can't see that but we can we can certainly feel it i think right
2: right absolutely 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 well i think water is very important dr moto used to say that god is water or or, or water is god you know we are 70 percent water our bodies body are 70 percent water so uh water is an extremely important uh, uh Element in 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 us, and you think about it, water's in everything. Yes,
0: it's (laughs) it's in everything,
2: and it's like God too, and it's necessary for life. So um, uh, one of the things people don't realize is that the reptilians, which are a negative tyrannical extraterrestrial civilization, um, they actually Hitler signed an agreement with them in 1936 for 36 for technical assistance, and um, so they. They helped Hitler, and they gave him a lot of the wonder weapons, which uh, the reptilians had hoped uh, he would he would win World War II. The reptilians had actually advised Adolf Hitler not to attack the Soviet Union, because um, if he hadn't attacked the Soviet Union, he might have won World War II. People don't realize that. But, but these uh,
1: were the and, uh, Draco reptilians, right?
2: Right, exactly, yeah. And the Not grays. the
1: Orions. Well and I then I thought the Greys moved to the United States because the Russians didn't want to deal with them.
2: Um I don't know that part of the history, but I do know that the Orions at one time were captured by the by the Dracos and they were genetically altered to become a subservient slave species right. of the of the Dracos. And those um, are the
1: abductin kind.
2: Right. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's been stopped now due to a policing action by the uh, Galactic Alliance.
1: Stopped by, you know, aliens, not by humans.
2: Right, exactly. Exactly. Um one of the things that um the secret cabal government realized after dealing with the reptilians and the grays is that humans are very, very valuable for our genetics. And so they started also um abducting humans. Um, and trading them for technology off-planet. That's a whole other story. During the time uh, Eisenhower signed this agreement with the reptilians in March of 54, that in exchange for some of their advanced technology to fight the Russians, that they would be allowed to abduct and so-called study as humans. Uh, since that time, uh, two things have happened. Six million people have been abducted off-planet to the to the by the reptilians thanks to Eisenhower's agreement, and only 1.5 million have been returned. What happened to the other four and a half million? They were either put into slavery or eaten by the reptilians who view humans much like we look at chicken and beef as a food source. I know that's upsetting and I'm sorry to say that, but it's it's true. Nah, the we're other, used to it. Yeah. I'm sure <laughs> yeah.
1: seri- I'm totally serious. Our our viewers yeah. are used to it.
2: Yeah. 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 The other thing, the important thing I want to share with you is that Everyone, thanks to this agreement, have been implanted by negative implants by the reptilians in an attempt to make us more negative because our basic nature is to be sweet, kind, and benevolent entities. That's what our nature is. Human beings are supposed to be harmonious and kind and loving. Well, they've changed that by implanting us all with these um, implants in the fourth dimension. And I'd like to give you and all your listeners today a, a little spiritual gift, if I may uh it's it's a sim- simple a couple of sentences which will disable your your um um negative implants would you like me to to say this now
1: please go ahead
2: okay um the way it works is that you get yourself in a comfortable comfortable place be in a good uh positive vibration and just simply say five four three two one i receive if you if you're a man you say i receive from the god within me If you're a woman, you say, I receive from the goddess within me uh, complete ownership
0: and control over all the negative implants within me, and nothing and no one can negatively influence or control me, and I know it to be true.
2: And every time I've done this, people have have said that um, with me, I instantaneously, it's like their whole body lights up and I see all this beautiful angelic light coming from their face, from their pineal gland, from the top of the crown chakra, from their arms and legs. Um, So it does work. If you've ever had a really, really good day, let's say you go home and you try to meditate at night um, and there's no reason to have any negative thoughts, ever had a time where you have negative thoughts running around in your head? That's the implants that's not you. Those are artificially, um, uh, those are artificial implants put into your uh, subconscious and in your astral plane to make you negative. And they can be disabled that way. There's two levels of implants. This is on the superficial level. There's also implants put into people's souls before they reincarnate here on the planet. And
1: Those are your chakras, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, your chakras, yeah. And you can uh, to disable those um It's beyond my pay grade to take them out to disable them, but if you do the hue the you at night do that three four five times a night, ask the Galactics to come in to help you, and they will take them out. no problem um so um in a nutshell if if I guarantee um
0: that if if people do this, they will feel far far better and less negative than they have,
1: yeah, I don't know how I know that, but I just do. <laughs> yeah
0: Okay, good. <laughs> good. Good.
2: Good. I know I've said quite a bit. Um, um, are there any areas I could focus in on today? Oh, we or lost Nish.
1: Guys? We lost Nish. I oh, forgot where I she was see. in the question. She's got a whole list of questions she wants to ask. Um,
0: okay. Okay.
1: So I, I think she was tuning in on how, how did you... I'm, I'm interested in your psychic abilities. Okay, besides your communication abilities, what how did you develop those further when
0: you discovered you you were whatever you want to call it and uh I guess
1: how did were you always at the same level and then you've gotten better or was it something you had to learn how to do to read people and that kind of thing?
0: I had to
2: uh it took me years of practice to get to this point. Um, I, I picked it up fairly quickly at first when I first started. Um, but you know, it's trial and error. And, and when you tune into the other side, what would happen is that my dad on the, on the other side, he passed away on, in, I think, March 3rd, 1999. And then he gave me a series of instructions where Terry, my foster mother, um, he would send messages to me and my foster mother would be the, um, she would grade me basically on how accurate I, I was, and after a while, I got very good at it. One of the things um, that I realized after a time is that you can't hide anything from the spirit world. You can't hide anything from God, because they they see all, <laughs> and there's only there's only truth in the in the in the fifth dimension. Um, so. Um, I'll never forget the time when uh, we had a series of burglaries at my parents' farmhouse in the late 90s. Burglars took about 150 thousand dollars of antiques and all kinds of stuff. And um, oh, wow. uh, my foster mother Terry said, "Don't worry, um, uh, God and all these angels were watching them, so they will they will have to pay what they for what they did." So I said, "Okay," and it doesn't matter whether the, you know so much. The police didn't seem to be interested in it because it was a property crime, and they don't put. A lot of emphasis on property crimes where where I live. Anyway, so about a year later, um, these these individuals were meth addicts, and they um, um, they and um, were all in a house, and their house blew up, and they were making drugs, and most of them died in that um, in that uh, in that accident. And then my foster mother asked me, she said she said, "See, that was it worth it? Was it worth it for their lives to?" to steal $150,000 that they ended up dying for a year later? And I would say no. So um, there's always um, karmic contribution uh, uh, repercussions for what you do. That's why it's important to be careful what you say, what you do, what you think, uh, because thoughts are things in the fifth dimension. As we keep evolving into this higher dimensions, uh, uh, Jerry, we will uh, manifest things that— um, never thought possible
1: right the thought forms we create in the fifth dimension will manifest here
2: right exactly Mm -hmm. yeah that's true absolutely yeah
1: totally on board with that so nish's computer shut up oh no and it's plugged in oh no it's funny it's old it probably died probably was too hot haha nish Yeah. (laughs) yeah
2: yeah oh well well maybe she can call in by by phone that would hopefully work so
1: oh yeah i didn't even think about that
2: yeah. I'll send the link in a second.
1: Uh, so, so yeah, that was that question. I don't I don't I'm really I'm not really the question asker in the show.
0: <laughs> okay, that's fine, Jerry. <laughs>
1: no, but yeah. I will ask alien questions in the meantime. Um, okay. I had one from before. So um you you mentioned inner earth was you called it telos. Right. And I'm more familiar with people calling the the uh, Hollow Earth, the Agartha, Agarthans, the city of Agartha, or world of Agartha. Right,
0: the Agartha network. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, Are they similar? The same? Different names? What?
2: Uh, The Agartha civilization, from what I know, are the fourth dimension, fourth, fifth dimension. The Telos, Telos, um, um, and Lemuria, basically Lemurian civilization. They are a fifth dimension. Mm -hmm. And where I go at shasta I'm always in contact with the people of Telos, and the the children always come out. From where we go, and they like to play with my hair. <laughs> uh, they 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 like the curls and they'll play with it. And sometimes when we put out crystals um at this portal, which is an entrance to Telos, the kids will take it, but nobody really gets upset because they know they're going to um uh, to, to bring it back. On a on a on a related topic, last year when I was there, the Sasquatch brought up um, ro- beautiful rose quartz crystal, they said, from Telos, and made a peace mandala out of it with s- sticks and twigs and moss and um, and and rose quartz, too, uh, from from Telos. I can send you a picture of that if you'd like. I'd
1: love to see that, yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah. That's no, yeah.
1: very interesting. Um, yeah, so what do you know about the Sasquatch?
2: Um, well, um, um, they are an interdimensional being uh, created, um, they are old. They are. They are older than the Atlanteans. I know they're like the three hundred thousand years to hundred thousand years. The Atlanteans were here about two, hundred thousand years ago, and they were seeded on this planet by benevolent human civilization in an attempt to jumpstart evolution here, um, to um, to help in the evolutionary process to create a being a human being here. That oh, Nish is back. Hi, Nish. Um, to 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 come back here. I was um, just texting her. I'm glad. Oh, good. Oh, good. Um, the Sasquatch themselves often flip-flop between this third and fifth dimensions. They're they're telepathic. They read your mind. And uh, we had a funny instance last month in July when I was at Shasta. I'm going back September 5th to the 11th. If anybody would like to come with me out there, just send me an email. There's still room at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com but anyway we were there last month in july and um i have uh, we we all i always bring um white frosted cinnamon rolls non-gmo cinnamon rolls uh jerry for the sasquatch because i love them they can't get them out in the woods and um we had a we had one of the sasquatch a juvenile who kept stealing our food so we i we talked to the sasquatch about it and we made an agreement so that as long as we supply these. These, these cinnamon rolls to them with the, with the non-GMO white frosting, they'll leave us alone. So, um, so I'm going back in two weeks, and as long as we provide the food for them, they, they won't steal our food again. So it, as, it, as it turned out, there was, there was a – people didn't realize this until last month, but there was a place where, uh, Jerry, people put up their tents, and it turned out to be a Sasquatch Highway. For people to stop uh, for the sasquatch to come in the middle of the night, they were stealing all this food. The next morning, it was gone, and um, <laughs> it was funny actually. It was kind of funny. Um, I picked up some samples, and I and I I've got I've got to get the food out to a scientist to check them out because I know they they put like there's there's genetic they could do some genetic tests to it. They also did their um, uh, droppings as well to do droppings at the site. So if you know a good uh, a good Sasquatch scientist, I've got him, and I'd love to have somebody, you know, scientifically look at this stuff. I know it, they have different genetics than us humans, but um, they're there. Uh, I saw one cut in front of my car last year where I was driving down uh, the, the mountain, and it was like a freeze frame where he was flip-flopped between third and fifth dimension. Hmm. I just got a cut out thing, but they're there. Yeah, they're there. So,
1: so how is it that they come from the fifth dimension? How do they get here? I mean, what, do they have to go into an area where there's a certain type of energy or vibrational highness, whatever, that allows them to transition into this this dimension? Or do they create some kind of bubble in which they can exist here?
2: That's a good question. And I you're asking really good questions. Um, oh, I got um, a ton of them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, Jerry. Well, they they are actually from fifth dimensional humans um and they were high made they were hybridized with a third dimensional it was it was was a giant sloth about three four hundred thousand years ago that was cut cut between the two and there's four main subspecies of sasquatch there's the first group called the ancient ones who look just like us but they've got fine fur all over their bodies and if we were to mate we humans on this plant were to mate with one of the ancient ones we would have viable offsprings um the three other Three other subspecies are like they get increasingly hairier, and they're more like the sloth than they are than they are um, human. And my theory about that is that they they're able to flip flop between the two different dimensions, third, fourth, and fifth, especially third to fifth, is because of their their benevolent human nature is fifth dimensional, and yet they they've been hybridized with a creature that's from the third dimension, so they're able to flip flop at will between between the two,
0: two, two or three different dimensions. Oh, that's very cool. Nish, are you yeah. back? Yeah, she's, uh, she is. Yes,
3: I'm back. Okay. Oh, hi! Hilarious yeah. that my computer decided to just quit. It's plugged in.
0: Uh huh. We were
3: talking about the reptilian.
1: Right. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> a right. bunch of dicks, right. pretty much. Um.
3: But it wasn't at a power. It just sh- it went turned off. I couldn't get it on. It's yeah. A- unusual.
2: Don't
0: they, the reptilians
2: are highly developed technologically and they'll pull tricks on you like that if you start saying things about them.
1: Sure, and know. they've got AIs ro- roaming the internet too, so.
2: Yeah, right, exactly.
0: Yeah, they do. Uh, you know what? how
3: does that all play in the AI stuff?
0: Um the AI, artificial
2: intelligence is um oh, it's a long story. They the reptilians themselves think that they are the epitome of evolution. But in actuality, if you look at a spiral going upward, they are in in an evolutionary cul-de-sac. They've advanced as far as they can go technologically. And because they're not connected to source or the the supreme being, um, they have to beg, borrow, and steal whatever technology they get. They are a resource-driven, negative, tyrannical um, civilization, uh, which specializes in conquest. Um, actually, the, the kinds of things that they've done on this planet have been done in 22 other star systems. They come in, they'll offer the elites on on a planet uh, benefits for uh, cooperating with them, and then they always want to reduce the population by about 95% to create a smaller uh, slave-like population. This is what their plan has been for planet Earth for some time. But they want to reduce our population to about 500 million, create a manageable slave-like, completely controlled population, and then what they do at the end, they blow it up with an antimatter bomb. Shortly after um, the reptilians uh, concluded this this agreement with Eisenhower, back in March of '54, they put in an antimatter matter weapon in the Congo in in um, in Africa, and it's the size half the size of a railroad boxcar. Um, uh, uh, that's why the Galactics have been so careful in working behind the scenes to stop the Reptilians, because they could, they could, um, they could blow up the entire planet with this antimatter weapon, and there would be nothing left—no souls, nothing. And they've done this 22 other um, star systems. However, if that were to occur, it would uh, negatively affect the 40 other planets in this solar system. There's not nine or 10 planets in the solar system there's 40 other planets here in the solar system if
0: you count the other dimensions. Um, how many? 40? 40. 40. I've
2: heard what?
1: 66 right now.
2: 66, okay. I lost count.
0: <laughs> All right.
2: Interesting.
1: Currently physical planets, not interdimensional yeah. ones.
0: Right, right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes, right. because I guess we're waiting on Mars to do something. It's dragging behind us.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I'm not so sure what's happening on Mars like that right now. I know that there was a Nazi colony on Mars, uh, Nazi bases. There was also a Nazi base on Ceres, C E R E S, which is an asteroid in the belt around. um, Yeah, had that cool
1: ice structure antenna thing.
2: Yeah. Right. Right. That. That. The remnants of those asteroids between. Uh, just outside of Mars in our solar system is the remnants of a planet called Marduk, which existed about 500,000 years ago, which was blown up by the reptilians in a, nu- in a nuclear war between the, the galactics um, and thought the reptilians. I the Palladians.
1: Palladians were the ones who dropped the bombs to stop what was going on
0: by the reptilians. Uh,
2: I don't know the full story. I was just told the re- the, the planet got it ended up getting destroyed by the reptilians. or. Um but um anyway and I'm and sorry,
1: I didn't, didn't wasn't I wasn't challenging you. I was like I had I had heard that from uh Win Keach. I'm sure you're familiar with him.
2: Oh Win Keach, I know yeah. Win Keach, sure he's been on my show before. Sure, he's
1: yeah. a Pleiadian. Uh huh. Past Pleiadian, yeah. whatever, and he was apparently one of the people on that ship that dropped the bomb. Okay. Yeah. Oh
2: wow. Well, well. Oh. Well, I don't know the full story. This is little bits and pieces that my friends have told me from the other side. So um
1: Yeah, no, I thought it was a cool story. It's very yeah. Ender's Game-ish. Kind
2: of Interesting, yeah, yeah. I had I was told that all the souls from Marduk were in like a like a ball, a soul ball, for uh, a good two or three hundred thousand years before they finally made their way out of it. And many of them came to Earth to reincarnate to try to um, rectify what had happened. A lot of things that happened with Marduk was a warlike, male-oriented planet. Um, that uh that kind of uh focused too much on war and, and weapons. And they ended up, you know, drawing in the, the negative entities from the reptilians, ending up this war and blowing. they got they got themselves blown up, basically, which was unfortunate. But um um maybe that's why our planet has so many troubles. You know, we're a real mixing pot here. We've got entities from all over the solar system, all over the universe here, and from other dimensions as well. So other universes. So
1: not to mention all the overlays of okay. whatever oh, yeah. other kind of entities are here, elementals, right. fairies, whatever. Yeah, absolutely.
3: Do you see the different governments being controlled by different races of ET?
2: Oh boy. There's a sixty-four million dollar question. <laughs> um the US government was essentially controlled by the reptilians uh, from the 50s after president eisenhower signed his agreement in march of 54 all the way up until about two three years ago um in in, in 2016 michael Sala says that the u.s military started cutting ties with the reptilians and started forging alliances with the galactics and the polydians and the nordics positive nordics um, uh that's what I know. I'd I'd love to get some current updates on that because the reptilians are being drawn off are being forced off the planet right now. Um the Chinese government has been in had been controlled by the reptilians ever since the, the early 1950s. Um that's why the government, many people think that the Chinese government itself has been so ruthless to her, their own citizens, is because of that reptilian um influence. Um but the reptilians are getting forced out of China too now, and I'm looking for I'm looking uh, for the Chinese Communist Party to collapse completely within two years, maybe a little longer. Depends upon people's free will, but it's coming. And there's a lot of changes happening, good changes now in China that you would never ever hear in our main media here, but it's happening. That's what I'm told. So.
3: Well, they, you know, we're seeing all that stuff in Hong Kong, which I think is that the people are fighting, you know, saying not yeah. enough.
1: Yeah. So. Right. Right, right. and that China's kind of, you know, between a rock and a hard place right now with that whole situation. They're they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Right. With, with Hong Kong, right. they can't attack because uh, it'll 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 destroy their Silk Road effort, their new Silk Road
2: effort. Mark mark my words, what's happening in Hong Kong now is going to eventually spread to other cities. Oh, right. And the Chinese Communist Party and the reptilian, the few reptilians who are left in China are scared to death of that. But it's coming. It's a matter of time.
1: Yeah, I think the yeah. e, the EU or, or the UK, something in that area is gonna blow up soon. So
2: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna it's happening. It's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want to be in China right now. Um, but I, I wish the Chinese people well. I know that eventually they will have a democracy and
0: a really um, benevolent government that they don't have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's coming. It's coming for the whole world. Yeah. It's coming. yeah
3: and see, as we talking about <laughs> earlier, though, that is what we're seeing with this tumultuous stuff, is that this is all getting shook up. and it needs to be and so i you know i see the stuff that's happening it for example in context what we're just talking about china and hong kong is a very good thing because it's the people standing against this terrible you know goliath and uh and and they're they're they've they've had it the illusion's Mm -hmm. down for them they've had it and they're doing what it takes and so ultimately I do think that that leads to a much better place and it doesn't even need to for people that do not want to hear or do not understand or cannot see the woo, which is kind of the alien Mm -hmm. stuff uh, Mm -hmm. just on that level alone can pull up to this has been a terrible, you know, structured government that's been very controlling the people are tired of it and they're coming together and eventually this will break
2: shackles right exactly exactly it reminds me of the situation in denmark in 1942 in denmark in 1942 the nazis um um wanted all elementary school teachers in that country to teach Nazi nazi doctrine to kids every single teacher refused to do it and Guess what happened? There were so many teachers, all of them, that refused to do it, that not one of them went to a concentration camp. And if we all stand up and assert our our rights for a better planet, um, the negative entities cannot stop us. We have power in numbers, and um, we have a lot of powerful spirits on the other side, and the Galactics as well, and the Pleineans helping us um, from the other side. You know, I have to tell you, after the um, so-called California fires happened Malibu and Paradise, California, in November of last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Those were not fires. There was those were directed energy weapons used. Yes, upon, um, both cities. About eighty thousand people died. Although, if you listen to the mass media, I don't know what they said. I think they said sixty people died or whatever, which was a lie. Um, but as a result of that, um, I and many light workers asked for help from the Galactics, and the Pleiadians came. They arrived here from their, their base in Alcon, a uh, start uh, in, in the Pleiades, um, in um, I believe it was late November, early December last year. And there's now over 2 million Lydian uh, spacecraft circling the planet. I see them every night from where I live here, for example. If you just look up, you can see them. They're, they're, the, the ships themselves are kind of like a long triangle of different lights. They're not a star. They'll be the same position every night. They're in their station and they're, help us, they're helping us with our ascension and evolution. Um, they don't interfere unless asked. So I ask them for help, and they're here helping to protect me and many other light workers in our in um, our soul journey. This is a planet um, as a free will. They don't interfere unless asked. So they're here at at the request of many light workers, including myself, to
0: help us with our evolution. They will be here until we ascend into the fifth dimension.
3: And how do you see that? How is that? How does that play out for So for people that don't understand this terminology, this language, how does this ascension look like? What does it feel like? What's it gonna be like if you could give us like layman terms for it?
2: Um, well, right now, if you've, I, I see it happening in people I've known for many years, where they're suddenly getting very negative and maybe they have some old negative issues from childhood or whatever they need to work out. And they distance themselves from you. And, and what's happening is that people who, who are meant to be in your circle of friends as part of basically like your soul family, you'll gravitate to them. You'll meet people of higher vibrations. And um, it's, it's, that'll happen. And, the, and then the other side of the coin will be negative entities, negative people will distance themselves from you. So you won't see them as much um, any, anymore. That's kind of on a practical level what's happening. Um, the, the, um, right now, a lot of us communicate telepathically, um, psychics particularly, but you're going to see more and more of that as the vibrations of the planet keep, keep going. By the end of next year, it's supposed to be 50,000 times, The vibrations are supposed to be 50,000 times higher by December of 2020 than they are now already. They're well above thousand Hertz. Um, that have gone so high that that Earth scientists have, have had to create a new logarithmic scale um, for it. And as the vibrations keep going higher, people will be able to use tele- telepathy to communicate. Um, with the result that people will not be able to lie about anything anymore. They'll be forced to tell the truth. Can you imagine, for example, if you're a judge in a courtroom and you've got a defendant or some clients in front of you, some people in front of you, you a judge or jury or prosecutor, or the other, the attorneys will be able to tell instantaneously whether anybody is is is, is telling the truth. And once that happens through telepathy in the fifth dimension, um, crime rates crime will become non-existent because it will be silly to try to try to commit any crime at that point, because everybody will be able to read everybody else's minds at that point. So you're you're seeing it now, um, and people who you've known for a long time. Who you, you never thought that they would talk about any spiritual values or anything um, would uh, would would come in and um, start talking about wanting to know about uh, uh, spiritual values, maybe talking to the other side. It's 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 uh, it's an exciting time to be alive, believe me. It's an exciting time to to be alive. And if your parents out there and you've got children who have invisible friends and talk to the other side, don't shut the kids down try to try to nurture them and, and give them the support they need because everyone has the innate ability to talk to the other side and when you're a child you're especially uh, good at it up until about age 5 or 6 and then sometimes many times kids will lose it especially if society or their parents don't don't support them
3: is there is there a set of physical symptoms that is a i mean Jerry and I talk about this stuff amongst ourselves a lot but I'm fatigue. just trying I'm trying to get this out to these ideas and concepts out to people that may not have heard them. And so okay. that's why I'm asking some of these questions. But so physical symptoms and all of that.
0: Fatigue. Fatigue. Yeah. You get
2: tired easy. You sleep 10, 10 limb, twelve hours, and you're still tired. That's fatigue. It's fatigue from the dimensions rising. It's from it's fatigue. From the vibrations of the planet rising that we 're getting ready to go into the fourth and fifth dimensions, and your body your the evolution of humans on this planet everybody 's grown up and evolved in these lower vibrations at seven point eight hertz now it 's over a thousand hertz two thousand hertz. What are you going to do at fifty thousand hertz so <laughs> you're you 're going to get tired, and I get yeah. tired a lot too same thing you 've got you 've got all these energy waves of vibrations hitting you, and you 've got to try to try to um, you know, try to adjust to it. So it's, it's tough. You know, it's very hard to do that. So.
3: I have been in the last many months get Jerry and I were just talking about this too earlier. Mm-hmm. I have been, I just get, I like turn off. Like mm-hmm. I can't lay down fast enough yeah. and and do whatever needs to happen.
0: Right. mhm-. Uh,
3: and and it's, it's, I eat really well, I, I live a, I live a really great, you know, I treat my temple well, my, 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 right. and all this. And right. uh, so it's not like I'm living on, on fast food and, and mm-hmm. beer, it, you know, and so right. it's been something that's been perplexing me. I hear a lot of people saying the same thing where all of a sudden they're just dead tired.
2: Right. Exactly. That's the shift the dimensional shift. When you're tired, take a nap, take good care of your body. It's a temple of God and it needs to be respected. Um, And you don't know, you don't need to drink more coffee and you don't need to see uh, some doctor who's going to say you have um, some problem. It's simply the shift. A lot of, as the dimensions go higher, um, you're going to get tired. And that's, that's just a fact. So just kind of wing it as best as you can take good care of your body if you're tired take a nap if you you know there's nothing wrong with you that's simply the the shift into the higher dimensions your body has to get used to it
1: the last two days must have been about 10 dimensions then because i feel like shit
2: (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah okay that makes sense yeah i mean i same thing happens to me too so
3: yeah. and then yeah. so with the with the telep- with the telepathic stuff this is this is something'm very 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 interested in is uh how do we so I'm trying to get a lot of how to's from you, so how does one tune in? So for example, I'd say 6 months ago now I started huh. to have a lot of what I would call white noise and mm-hmm. um tinnitus happening especially in one ear. And uh and to me as I've I've been working with it and trying to not frame it in a negative light.
0: Right.
3: Frame it frame it in a light that I need It's an
0: opportunity for me to
3: tune into something how does one do that? How do we tune into these frequencies that we're now shifting through that the 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 hertz levels are raising? And I just know it's connected.
2: Well, I look at it as that we're all turning into it, tuning into it subconsciously. The main thing is just to try to adjust to it and cope with it because like like you said, Jerry, you're really tired. Um take good care of your body, um, treat it well, eat well, rest well, get lots of rest. Um, I have, um, Julie Calley is a wonderful psychic out in the Los Angeles area. She's a good friend of mine. And she said that she rests like every other day just to get used to the tremendous vibrational changes that are happening. And, um, so if you get tired, pay attention to your body and just take a rest. Don't drink coffee. Just give get yourself some TLC. You deserve it. There's nothing wrong with you. It's simply your body's trying to get used to the higher dimensions. You,
0: you will get used to it, so.
1: So if you're on Adderall, when you're going going up in dimensions, do you go up more than one? Adderall? That was a joke.
0: (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay,
2: yeah. Yeah. All that stuff is to be avoided if possible. Any any
1: drugs to be avoided? Any, I should say, unnatural drugs?
2: Yeah, unnatural drugs, yeah. Unnatural.
3: Is there going to be a separation? So say... um, I've heard this talk where some people are not, and so, okay, so I'm trying to tie this into is possibly, if we look at this kind of in the sim reality kind of experience with the NPCs, is this and how, I'm trying to tie all this in together. So the soul beings, the soul people, is, are we seeing, is there a separation there? Will that all become clear? Is there such a thing as these?
2: Yeah, I think it's already becoming now, clear now. There's a big separation happening. Um, there's going to be people that um, will simply no longer be in your life anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. Some will be
2: exiting. Um, they'll die early, pass early, i sorry to say. But I don't know all the different ways, but they simply will not be around. Um, yeah, I've, I've thought about that, and I've talked to other, other friends about that, too. It's going to
1: be uh, some kind of rapture thing, I think?
2: I guess so,
0: yeah. Yeah, you could look at it that like way. piles yeah. of
1: clothes on the, on the pavement and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could say that, yeah. Well, that would be kind of cool. It would be terrifying, but it would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting. Yeah, it would be interesting. Maybe. But I, I wouldn't be here to see it, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So, well, uh, so it, it's like an act, so reactivating DNA in a way is what I'm seeing, and finding that extreme... Longevity through a higher frequency. Am I presenting right.
0: that correctly? Right. That's right. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's true. I um, boy,
2: you know, there's so many topics to talk about, isn't there? And especially this time of this is this is the, the event that I've waited. I've been here two Mayan cartoon cycles, are about uh, seven hundred and twenty lifetimes, or fifty-two thousand years. So here we are. It's a very exciting time to to be alive. And um, so, um, anyway, and, uh, you know, if, if if people have questions, they're certainly welcome to email me anytime at outofthisworld1150 at gmail.com. Or I hope this is okay. They can listen to me on my radio show. Yes. At, uh, triple, uh, online, you can listen live on Fridays from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Pacific time at www.1150.com kknw.com i just listen live or on youtube there or you can go to my website at www.outofthisworld 1150.com and listen to past shows goes back about six years and And i have many many interesting people on my show like to listen for free it's all free
1: put all these links in the description too for everyone and in the show notes
3: thank you you so much ted this is
2: wonderful Oh, I'm I'm so enjoyed talking to you both, and uh, um, I'd love to come back um, anytime at all in the future. There's lots more I can say, um, um, and uh, uh, you have another radio show you talked about, Nish. I'd love to be on it. Just just let me know.
3: Yeah, that one is more like this this um, discussion. This yeah. one is more yeah. of a dream show, which okay. we like Okay, do, but okay. But yeah, that that one will be phenomenal. Okay. I will have come into it not with the dream kind of overlay going on. Okay. And uh, and then we take live callers and all that.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay.
2: All right. Well, I'd love to be on again. Just let me know when. And I'm always here to help people, too. Yeah. My goal is to raise consciousness and be of service to others. So just let me know how I can be of service. Fantastic. Wonderful. That's great. Thank you.
1: Thanks Thank you. a lot. Thank you, everyone, for listening, too. And- Next week we have M.J. Benias, who's a UFO researcher, has a YouTube channel and a radio show. He's a very cool, dude. So be sure to check us out.
0: Okay, Jerry. All right, Nish. I hope you both have a beautiful and happy
2: weekend. Again, thank you so much for let, for for letting me speak today. I really yeah. appreciate it.
3: Thanks
1: again for coming on.
2: All right, my friends. All, All right. right. Bye bye.
3: Bye bye.